Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and investment wisdom collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zanbergen. Welcome to our show of Dream Chasers and Wealth Makers. We are thrilled to be back in virtual studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And today, I'm very pleased to have in studio Deborah Miller, owner of YNG Studios. Welcome to the show, Deborah. Thank you, Bart. So nice to be here. Thank you for. Of course, of course, and Paul, of course, great to see you as usual. Yes, exactly. Here, wow, we got a full stu- we got a full tour before the uh, event here of her whole uh, yoga <laughs> yeah. studios. There, yeah, looks like they're doing a lot of work. So, Deborah, let's just start with um, what is YNG Studios. Well, YNG Studios is a yoga studio, and we were formerly Asana Fit. And my husband and I bought the studio a couple years ago. And when we bought the studio, I felt very compelled to rebrand it with YNG. YNG is the amalgamation of the word yin and the word yang. So you put yin and yang together, you get YNG. So I know, like, what? But (laughs) also, it was really important to me to have a, a name that had only three letters in it, because three is, if you get into numbers and numerology, it's it's a very powerful number. It's a mind, body, spirit, father, son, holy, you know, father, son, holy spirit. There's many um, attributions to the number three. So I really wanted to create something with three letters in it because I felt like it was very powerful. Pyramids are triangles and that's three ends. And I don't want to get too weird on you, but it's just, um, it really resonated with me that we're always trying to find the balance between our yin and our yang are feminine and masculine, the dark and the light, the up, the down, the good, the evil. You know, there's always this this inner struggle and maybe even outer struggle. Mm-hmm. And we can find the space between those two opposing efforts and find peace, then you're at YNG. So that is a, a great explanation and, and a great name with a lot of meaning behind it. So well done. Thank you. Um, I've read a little bit about you and it looks like you've had quite a journey to get from where you were to where you are today. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Well, it's been an amazing journey. I was a business owner prior to owning this business for about 24 years. Um, I owned a hair salon, uh, a really very successful hair salon that got a bit bitten in 2008, you know, in our uh, deep struggle through the economy. And, um, and I did end up closing that business, which was uh, devastating at the time. But I really took it as a time to reinvent myself and decide, you know, how do I want to move forward, you know, with this? I was also going through multiple back surgeries. And um, there was just a, there was a, a, a coming together of so many different things that were happening at the same time. Then when this opportunity to open the yoga studio came to me, I had already been uh, becoming a yoga teacher, finding yoga. I mean, I, I've skipped over a bit of the story. I, I came to yoga. This was actually the very first yoga studio that I ever practiced in. Wow. So um, I was planning on going on a missionary trip to Africa. I was really um, deeply moved and, and by the plight of just the worldwide um, water shortage. Like we have water, many people don't safe, clean drinking water kills more people on this planet than wars and any other pandemics put together. So water was really a powerful drive for me. So bringing clean water and um, 
community development to um, third world countries is really important. So in my preparation for that with the mind of an athlete, I decided to go to a hot yoga studio thinking this will emulate what it might feel like to be in Africa because I had no idea. So I set foot into the studio and, um, and for the first few weeks, it was exactly that. It was just trying to take the hella hottest class I could find and endure it. And then all of a sudden something changed. You know, I started connecting to what the instructors were saying, the life lessons, the philosophies. It was lining up with the way I felt about the world, the big worldview. And, um, and all of a sudden my body was responding, a body that I thought was minimized. Like I was never going to be an athlete again. I was never going to do and move and, and breathe the way that I used to breathe. And then I came in here and it all changed, you know? And so once I connected with that, I wanted to learn more so that I could share more. And, um, over time I became the top instructor here. And then over time, when the studio owners wanted to sell the studio, they offered it to me. So here we go. And so how long ago did you um, take over? We took over two years, June 1st. So that was our, uh, we celebrated our COVID birthday. <laughs> our COVID anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that, of course, and how you pivoted with, with all that's going on. Are you finding that there, as a biz, previous business owner, a lot of similarities to the, your, your hair business, to the yoga business? That's a great question. I think that... Um, there's a lot of similarities in just owning a business in itself. It it requires a lot of attention like a newborn baby. You know, you got to nourish it and nurture it and pay attention to um, what your goals are. I learned so much from when I owned the hair salon that I applied to owning the yoga studio that everything really um, prepared me for, for being where I am now. Like, I feel very confident and comfortable, even in this really difficult time, because I've, you know, survived this other difficult time. You know, the two, the, what happened in 2008 felt devastating to many business owners because it was really difficult to stay open and, um, and keeping the business alive. And all of that is very similar to what's happening here. You have to, you have to, um, create a staff that's loyal to you, that believes in your brand, that is behind you. You have to let those people shine you know, get out of your own way, be open to change and, uh, and moving forward, you know, evolve or die. Right. So it's really adapt or die, you know, like you have to keep in the front versus, uh, being reactive, you know, a little, a step ahead, but really letting the people around you flourish and shine. So you mentioned that you were an, or an athlete or still are an athlete. Do you do other, um, sports or other type of training now, or is it strictly yoga? It's strictly yoga, but our studio does, uh, and I, and this is actually one of the classes that I shine in is, um, it's a, it's a combination of uh, yoga with weights incorporated and cardio incorporated. So, I mean, I often get asked, especially the age mm -hmm. I am, which if you ask me, I'm totally not going to tell you, <laughs> 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 but it's old enough to where I could be teaching saying, I'm the oldest one in this room, drop and give me 10, you know, like yeah. you can ten more. So people will ask me if I do other things just because of uh, how much I get from this, these sculpting shredding classes that incorporate, um, weight resistance, uh, cardio, and then also flexibility through the yoga. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a triple threat. 
Wow. I've never heard something like that. I've, I've, I mean, myself included, I'll, I'll do it occasionally yoga, but I've, you know, that's in addition to you know, my weight training. So I've never heard of something like that altogether. That's interesting. It's so awesome, Bart, because I call it like the gateway to yoga. The gateway. Like, right? The gateway. Because there's so many, especially men who come in and, you know, they're really like, look, are you going to sit me in a room and chant? Because I'm not ready for that, you know? <laughs> and I get that, right? Because we're all on different like layers of our journey. And this is a really, it's really fun. Our studio specializes in this kind of um, uh, class. Um, it, it really has kind of separated us from the other studios because we we put as much priority to that as we do to the flexibility classes, to the gentle flow, to the sound healings. And it is the gateway. So when guys come in, especially guys that are like yoked, you know, and it's like they've been to the gym and they're like, all right, my girlfriend brought me in here. So I'm going to take a yoga, <laughs> whatever's, you know, I'm just hoping this yeah. some points for tonight. Yeah. And they go into the room and they're like, uh, where's your big weights? Like you only have like up to 10 pounds in there. And, you know, when I'm in the gym, I use like whatever weights they use. And I'll always say, look, use your 10 pound weights. If those are not enough for you, the next time you come in, I will have whatever weight you need. And I've never had any guy from military to like bodybuilders to professional athletes ever needing more because it is tough. And they're the ones that are struggling because it's like a lot of reps. It's really moving muscles in every direction. We're using the sleepy muscles that you don't even know exist. And then holy guacamole, you're into it. All right, Deborah, that, that kind of sounds like a challenge. You know, it all depends, Bart, because I hear that you're an athlete, too. So I'm like, hey, Bart. So 10 pounds. So All right. All right. We'll see. All right. And 10 pounds is even too much. But you know what? I Because I say be easier on your joints and really work through the muscle fibers, right? So mm. when you're doing a lot, you don't need heavy weights. A little goes a long ways. All right, Deborah, we'll see. I'm going to have to come like in. You're going to have to show me. Part, a little goes a long way. Come in and see our spicy hot yoga. Uh, All right, spicy hot. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what life was like right before COVID, meaning what was your, what was the kind of the schedule like, you know, and then what happened when it hit and then how you pivoted to adapt to, I hate to use this term, but kind of our new normal. Right which is still not even normal yet, but, um, well, so I call it a new normal because I don't think it's going to be what it was anytime soon. And I agree, you know, as we were starting to head into uh, COVID, my husband, um, is an avid watcher of every new show on the planet. And I'm yeah. more like, I don't watch it. You know, like I want to know the littlest and it have accuracy. And I just, because I feel like there's a lot of fear that gets like bought in if it's over overplayed in the mind. Um, somewhere between the two is probably really good. Right. So literally on the last day I was teaching class, like just resisting closing down. I did not want to close down. I just didn't believe that it was, you know, the pandemic that it was being described to be. So you but, had classes all day, right? Prior to this, you were doing classes every hour. Classes yeah. a week. We have two yoga studios in here. We have one that's heated, one that's not heated. So you can come in and decide what it is that you want to take, what environment you want to take it in. But yeah, we were flourishing. We had, um, you know, 60 plus classes a week, plus workshops and, um, and they were packed. So, um, and yes, and I wanted to just keep on, you know, keep on because people were still wanting to come. But uh, we were also 
right in the process of, of really coming into our namesake of being YMG Studios. We had been in this kind of soft, you know, recreation, but January, February, it was like a hard line. We are becoming this and letting go of, of who we used to be, which uh, was a bummer to be closing down in March and have people confused, you right. know? So right. that was, and we had, yeah, there was just a lot of changes that we had implemented starting at the first of the year that were not set to really come into to full circle until like March and April. Right. So we kind of lost that tail end. And um, so we did have to pivot in a, in a big and fast way. And, um, and I'm so grateful to my husband because he is my tech support. He is the tech guy. Um, I knew that we had to start filming immediately. We had to start putting live classes out for our members and we had to really create a consistent and strong message of courage and hope. And we had to let them know who we are, what we stand for with consistency. And, um, and uh, there's so many parts of, of this process that have actually been very beneficial to us, you know, that, um, allowing us to have this, uh, this new vertical of, um, social media classes, the live classes, the YouTube classes, like whatever it is, but it's allowed us to connect to an even broader, uh, group of people. And, um, we put everything out for free because we really know that there's so many people that cannot afford to do yoga right now. And they're really nervous about even coming in a little bit. So what we had was a full fledged business with 60 classes and how we're coming back is, um, slow and steady. Uh, we're having about three to five classes a day. And over time, we'll continue to expand. Uh, we haven't opened up the hot room yet. The hot room is going to be opening up if um, God allows, right? It's like yeah. manifesting it, 4th of July. I think that's a day mm. to, to shoot off some fireworks in that hot yeah. room. Uh, yeah. And light it up, light it okay. up. Okay. So you had the 60 classes a, a week and you went to, sounds like virtual type classes were they live virtual or were they pre-filmed no they were all live so we filmed live every single day so my husband and i were filming and and processing and creating live content um sometimes five or eight classes a day like we were keeping almost our full schedule in the mm -hmm. live platform and and at the same time, repurposing and remodeling and like really creating a branded experience for our students. So when they came back, it felt like they were coming back to something stable and secure and safe. And I think that was a real important, you know, um, introduction for them to come back. You know, everybody is a little off their, you know, off their, right. their center, right? right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it was live classes, but then we also uh, filmed them to save them and put them onto YouTube. So if you missed it live, right. then you can catch it when you wanted to on YouTube and practice to your right. own schedule. What a great contribution. We just said you weren't charging for that. I think that's a really nice contribution. And, and um, um, I don't know, kind of a way to give back when people are, are down. And, and you know, I'm sure your people were like me, were like, oh, I don't have a gym to go to. What am I going to do? And so having that service must have been really amazing. And some of the gyms are not reopening. You know, there's a lot of the gyms that we're real familiar with that have been like the heartbeat of our community that yeah. are not able to reopen right now. So right. I always, you know, being of service, generous, um, giving things away has always been a part of my, just who I am. It's part of my DNA. Um, there's a word in yoga that's called seva, which is just uh, an act of service without expecting something in return 
not financial, not a gratitude, just, you know, you're just giving it away because it feels right. And that's what it felt like. Um, there was tons of classes that were people were charging for and, and everybody needs to make a living. So I have like, no, there's no problems with that. But I just felt like from where we stood, that it was really important for us to not charge and give something to the community and just say, mm-hmm. we, we, we see you, we hear you, we feel yep. you, we're here for you. So you reopen, you're having fewer classes. What else are you doing to keep people encouraged and make them feel safe? Well, uh, we started um, after we opened putting a couple of classes outside. So there's a park that's right by us. And, um, and, and again, free to the whole community, you know, mm-hmm. and we put those, par- those park classes out. So people can absolutely keep social distancing and also get some movement. And it's been hugely successful. So loving um, doing the park classes, staying connected, just trying, we've put on a drive, we're putting on a drive for the homeless. And at this moment, I just feel like there are so many people, even though like, it feels like we have lost everything. Like we have nothing, right? My husband lost his job. We have, you know, like same, like there's a business that is, you know, we like everybody's struggling. But if you really take a moment, there's always going to be somebody who has more struggles than you do that has less than you do. And when we really peel it back, we have so much abundance. Like there's so many things that we can share. So we're, we're taking a huge collection for our homeless community. We're partnering with FAM, which is a, a family assistance ministries so that we can create individual bags and then also um, bigger things that can be given to the community as a whole. So that's a bit where my heart resides. So great. So great. Hey, let's define some of your yoga classes. So define for us, what is hot yoga? How is it different from every other yoga um, with the obvious difference in that it's a hotter room? (laughs) It is a hotter room. Like how hot? Well, Bart. (laughs) Over 100? Yeah. Yes. Over, Over 105? They're about at 105 is about where we max out. Okay. So it, it honestly depends on the style of class that's happening. So there are classes that are more static poses that would be at the higher temperatures because you're not you're not moving as much. You're not creating such a cardio experience. If you're in, say, a flow or a vinyasa class, then the temperature would be under 100 because you're already building up your, like in, if you're doing a shred class or a skull class, yeah. for sure under 100, right? Because as much as I have my, you know, CPR certificate, I really don't want to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, people thrive in that. They love that room. They love it hot because there's just something about that detoxing effect of the heat, sweating everything out, just getting a good sweat on, just clearing and cleansing. And it's like shrink wrapping your body, like not to, I don't want to get too physical, you know, because yeah. I don't, you know, want yoga to be perceived as like a physical endeavor to, you know, lose weight or whatnot. But if that's one of your goals, like yeah. happens real quick. Okay. So in addition to that, you, so you have the vinyasa, you have flow, you have all many different types. All right. Yeah. Classes I mean, you're offering. At the end of the day, like, let's get honest, like all yoga is yoga, you know, like they all follow, fall under this umbrella of Hatha yoga. So you can get into where different, um, different masters teach us different little variations. Um, but a lot of that just, you know, as the instructors come in, they put their own little spin on it because it's where they have done their, uh, training. 
there's power yoga, there's vinyasa yoga, there's shredding yoga, and then there's um, a Bikram style class that's, it's not Bikram, but it, it is inspired by it. It's 26 static poses yeah. that you know move intelligently one upon the other um, and touch every muscle, every organ, every cell. So I feel like you're either static moving, like static from pose to pose, like taking a pause between each, or it's power, your longer holds and you're really building some dynamic action in the body or you're flowing, meaning you're moving a little bit more like breath to movement and there's a little uh, higher pace in how you're moving. So then your heart rate is getting up higher. Okay. I think that kind of differentiates the three styles. Yeah. And then, uh, All right, so speaking of differentiating, how are you different than the other studios either in, you know, I know you're in San Clemente, so in San Clemente or just even in Orange County? There's big names, there's big chains, the gyms are offering it. So what's, uh, what's your claim to fame? I think that, you know, being an independent yoga studio, we really can be who we want to be. We're not corporate. So you're not going to get a corporate experience. Um, you are going to get a very fully embodied yoga experience. Uh, our, our instructors are trained 10 years and plus. And so you're going to really get, yoga has like eight limbs there's eight categories and the physical is just one. So you can go get a great workout anywhere, but that's just one, um, one aspect. The full bodied experience is to be able to get, um, you know, a mental connection, uh, the meditation, the breath work. There's just, there's, there's a lot of layers and a very skilled teacher can like weave all of these layers in one hour. And you don't even realize that you have tapped onto every limb and every limb allows you to live a better, more productive, calm life. Um, it also allows us to kind of step into our, our higher selves, our, our better selves, like what that intention is. Um, how we are different than other yoga studios is we have two studios in, in under one roof, which is a blessing. And we do identify one room as being just as the, the hot room, and then this is the not hot room. So there's some people that will never want to step into a hot room. And there's some people that could not imagine ever not being in a hot room. Some people like it both, right? It's like one day, it's like you need to calm yourself. One day you need to ignite yourself. So having all of those options in one studio is, is, is pretty awesome. Mm. Um, and then as I mentioned before, the uh, sculpting type, the shred classes, we have those almost every single day. I think except for Sunday, we have them every single day on the menu. And it is one of our, our um, signature, signature classes. All right. That's the one I'm going to check out. Yes, you all are. Right. All right. <laughs> um, you know, how long has yoga been around? Thousands of years? Thousands and thousands. Some say 5,000, some say 10,000. Would you say that the, the basic classic moves are the same as they were um, thousands of years ago? You know, I honestly pray that they are. Because if we try to lose the fidelity of those original uh, postures, sun salutations, yoga won't be around for another 5,000 years. Like it's, mm -hmm. that, that's part of the eight limbs. That's part of really being able to, as a yoga instructor or as a studio owner, impart what yoga is. It's so much more than in that physical practice. And there's many studios because they may be corporate or, you know, just whatever the belief system is that want to um, not offend somebody. So they don't want to teach some of the older teachings because it doesn't maybe resonate with, you know, something today. It's really important. I think that we honor 
what yoga really, where, where we came from. These are the deep roots and the roots are what keep us grounded, right? Shallow roots are no bueno. So we want these roots to be like really deep and integrated, right? So this tree has an integrated root system, this one, and then they kind of meld together. And that's how it should be like all yoga studios, holding each other, supporting each other up, keeping the roots growing really, really deep, deep and, and being like, there shouldn't be competition. Oh. The, there's three other yoga studios here in San Clemente and all of us owners, we hook up together, not hook up. We get together all the time, yeah. you yeah. know, and we, we share our journeys, you know, we support each other. We, um, we hold each other's feet to the fire. Mm. Um, it's been, I, I really believe that it's, that is such an important part for our whole community to see us stepping out. You know, we post our picture saying, Hey, we're together. We're having lunch. We're talking about what's happening and we're creating solutions. So really, if we preach like no competition and no judgment, then we got to live that. And so that's what we're stepping into. That's so great. So as we're getting close to the end here, Deborah, I always have the honor of asking my final thought question. So you look nervous. (laughs) I think I was supposed to prepare for this question and I forgot to. (laughs) (laughs) My final thought question is, what is your ultimate lesson learned? I'm going to say... I mean, you're a serial entrepreneur, so for the businesses that you've owned and the current one being yoga, what is your ultimate lesson learned? My ultimate lesson learned is to, like, get out of your own way. You know, like, don't be your obstacle. Let your obstacles be your lessons, but really be open for change. You know, if you are open to change, if you are able to be fluid with the things that come up, then I think you'll be successful. There's a bit of preparing for the worst, but hoping for the best. Um, you can prepare all day long, but it's like really just believing in yourself enough to know that you are going to make it like never, ever, ever, ever give up on yourself because you have to be your biggest cheerleader. Your other cheerleaders may fall away, but you have to believe in yourself to the moon and back. And when you do that confidence that you exude, others will buy into that confidence. You have to be able to light your own fire. I love it. I love it. All right. You're a healthy person, healthy lifestyle. What's your guilty pleasures? Oh my gosh. Well, my husband's <laughs> not here. Thank goodness. Because he would give give it all away. I love peanut M&Ms. Oh. Peanut M&Ms. Oh. I, no. Oh, wait, there's new ones. Right. There's caramel inside M&Ms that are in like salted caramel M&Ms. Well, like, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I could pass an M&M, honestly. But Let's see, it looks like Paul's getting ready to leave his chair. I think he's going to go grab some. Oh my gosh. And I, I love, and French fries. Like I've never met a French fry that I don't like. <laughs> so if I was to say between the two, I don't even know, like I love salt and sugar. So yeah, that's a salt sugar thing. Yeah. So really a guilty pleasure, which I rarely have together is like popcorn with M&Ms in it. Right. You go to the movies and you get the bothered popcorn and then you throw some M&Ms in it. But I always Never. tell myself that when you eat things in the dark really can't count. Count because your body doesn't see them coming in your body. <laughs> so I would have to say, Deborah, you, uh, you know how to live. You <laughs> definitely know how to live. Um, how can people reach you? They can reach me by uh, our website, yngstudios.com. Uh, they can reach me at Deborah at yngstudios.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Uh, Deborah Miller Yogini um, on Instagram. Uh, that's the same handle. 
And I would love for anyone with any questions or looking for a yoga experience or just sharing their stories where they have felt uh, limited by their bodies to know that there is hope that you can be limitless through the body and through the mind. I've been there, I've done it, and I'm here to share it with you. Great. Well, I'm going to grab Paul, and he and I are going to We're going. come into a... We're coming! I like it! <laughs> you know, I'm, my wife always says I'm a natural at yoga, because she always says I do the bad dog pose or whatever. I'm, I'm good at that. So. <laughs> that might be down dog. <laughs> a down dog. Okay. Well, anyway, down dog. <laughs> All right, Deborah, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. Um, this was very, very interesting. I think the listeners are going to really enjoy your your story, your journey, and, and what you've done. So thank you for, for your time. Bart, thank you. Paul, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys have a blessed day, okay? You as well. I want to thank everyone who has tuned in, and we look forward to being back in virtual studio again next week. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting bartzanbergen.podbean.com. The Zanbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartzanbergen.com. Bart A. Zanbergen, CFP, and Letitia Burbaum, AIF, are registered investment advisors with Optivist, Inc. and registered representatives with Gramercy Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered by Optivist, Inc. under SEC registration.